Please follow us on Instagram at Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Yes. Hi, listeners. Welcome to another episode of The Process of Creating. The Process of Creating is a mini-series for Masabanda Has a Podcast. And on today's episode, I'm speaking with a good friend of mine, David. I don't want to butcher your last name. I'm not even going to attempt to say it. <laughs> uh, Dave, David Asmutas. Yes. yes. One and only. So, David. Um, hi, my name is David Asmutas or Dovidas, that's my original name. Um, I'm a designer and a stylist and I do loads of other things, but I usually introduce myself by those two um, professions. Wow. See, I know you as a designer and stylist. Yes. Well, so, what other, so what are the other vocations you, you get up to? Uh, I'm really into interior design, like so into interior design. I've been helping my friends redo their houses, like um, my friend's office, just like all forever just doing things and like forever shopping for furniture and just changing things up. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's a natural possession. Remember the the, um, sofa that we found in Kingston that one time? Oh my gosh! <laughs> no. Oh my god! You don't remember? It was like a cloud. what sofa? <gasps> oh, yeah, the sofa the in sofa. the store. Yeah. Oh, the cloud sofa. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, I was wearing a red hoodie. I had those sh- shades on that were I think from Primark or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you had short short hair. Yeah, Bless. my hair my hair was was really short, and you had the fringe. And I think I had black hair. Yeah, it was a black hair. I still have the fringe, but my hair was Fringe. Oh my gosh. So yeah, um, I've known David since I decided to do fashion. I met him at college and he was one of the few people who was actually quite nice to me. And he, put, he took me under his wing. He's, very, he's a very tall gentleman. And like, it was like a big and small situation. And it was you and Maria and... Yeah, I just enjoyed how you guys used to do your work. I really enjoyed how you guys thought things through. Like, you would look at things in a completely different way. So when I was thinking of starting this little podcast thing, I was like, I definitely have to have David on here because I need people to listen to what this man has to say because it's just just amazing. (laughs) That's so cute. Oh, I'm shy. But no, yeah, I, I do agree that I do have like um, a different perspective and I like to think that my perspective isn't limited to only one side. I think it's important to think about a circle of opinions mm-hmm. that can come from each situation, whether it's creating something or whether it's like relationship advice or just, you know, it, it isn't just one side to consider. Yeah. So, in speaking about like how you look at things, um, what compelled you? What made you decide, okay, I'm going to be a creative, but I'm specifically going to study fashion? Were you always um, creative? Were you always arty? Or was it something that you just stumbled upon? Um, so, back in Lithuania, my mother used to sell clothes. Mm-hmm. 
um, so I was surrounded by clothes and then when I was I think I don't know quite young I, she got me a Barbie because apparently I really wanted one and I can't recall that and ever since then I was just like playing with the Barbie and then making clothes for her or just like stitching in general like doing general repairs like a pillow or something in my house mm-hmm. and it sort of like added up added up to me like lip syncing to songs whilst like creating outfits on myself from scarves and fabrics mm-hmm. to, to like me owning 110 Barbies right and then I moved here and obviously I wasn't exactly aware of like where it was leading me and I used to play this online paper doll game called Star Doll mm-hmm. which is again like home decor and fashion right um but the huge pivotal moment in my life was Lee Alexander McQueen's death mm-hmm. on that day when I saw the news I knew exactly what I wanted to do and that was to be a fashion designer oh, wow so I felt like when he died just like a little part of him got infused into me and showed me the right path that I should be taking oh wow That's, oh my god yeah. I just got chills Oh, uh, me too. McQueen is like, yeah. If you don't know Alexander McQueen, there's something wrong with you. You really need to get a book. <laughs> Google <laughs> is what I think. Yeah, it's just, and even if you don't like quite avant-garde fashion, mm. it's just the way the way he approached things and like his perspective as well, like his love for the grotesque mm-hmm. and finding beauty within that. It's so important, I believe, because. It points to like, like daily basis. You know, you go to the store, and on the way, mm-hmm. you know, if you're on the phone, you ignore all the little things that you can see, whether it's a leaf or a rock or a piece of trash. You know, you can you can get inspiration from literally anywhere, mm-hmm. or like a rotting animal that's been hit by a car. As sad as that is, like to me, I find beauty as well as like, I have a friend called Danica. She finds like. Bones and hair and things, um, very interesting to work with, mm-hmm. and she used it in her masters. And yeah, and even in Victorian times, they used like hair to make necklaces. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that weird, creative eye that I think is quite important, and it gives other people, um, well, it makes other people interested in your work because it makes you unique. Yeah. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You need to be unique. You really do. That's and that's what makes creativity such a beautiful thing. It, it is looking at the outside and seeing more than just the nice bright colors, you know. And I think that's why yeah. McQueen really did resonate with a lot of people because he did look at every aspect—the nice, the bad, the the mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. So in in that same light, how do you go about, let's say we're looking, you're saying you're really into interior right now. So how do you go about um, getting your your initial ideas? Do you travel to go see places and different cultures and you get your, your inspiration from that? Are you a sketchbook person? Are you a Pinterest person? How, talk me through your process of, creating so i think my process it's i've always found it very difficult talking about my process mm-hmm. especially in university mm-hmm. because my process is my whole life right 
from the day I was born to now, it's been a process. Mm -hmm. So all of that sort of gets involved in my decision making now, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but let's say with the core, it's usually just, it just comes naturally. I see something and it just, it, I create a sequence of thoughts in my head, like with my room, I've been neglecting it for like time. Mm and i did my friend's houses uh, maria's office i helped her Mm -hmm. and before doing my own but recently i saw this girl on youtube painting these beautiful leaves on her wall and i was just like oh my gosh that's it i want leaves on my wall i want white walls like and boom it just made it it just happened Mm -hmm. so it just comes naturally everything And um, I just have a library of like imagery of the say furniture that I like. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of like flip through the pages in my head, the, the open tabs. There's like about a million tabs open, mm-hmm. and I just go through them, and then I pick for the right situation. Oh, so um, is tech a, a, a benefit to you? Do you find like having um, Instagram or Twitter or all the Tumblr? I spoke to a stylist a few days ago and they were saying Tumblr has been a very big help during the pandemic to really get... Oh my gosh, I love Tumblr. What's the best thing that's ever so I'm, to us? Uh, I'm not... Like, honestly, for real. <laughs> um, well, no. There's, there's a few other things that I can think of for me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of that, the best thing that has happened to me is I... So when Lee Alexander McQueen died, I was on his page Mm -hmm. making mood boards of like his rings. And then this girl commented on the picture saying, can I tag some people in the picture? I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. And somehow like I added her and we started talking. And at the time I was like so stupid and immature and young. And then I saw the way she spoke and I completely like 180'd. And like I started developing my personality. Mm -hmm. So also Lee's death, brought us two together and she's my best friend she lives in america and we're like inseparable she's absolutely incredible inspirational yeah. and has taught me so much so yes um tech is a, is a is a big benefit yes definitely i guess you know a lot of creatives are quite introverted people like i like to say i joke around with people saying i'm an introvert um but i'm also an like an extrovert so is that how you say it like I, yeah I'm yeah social but to a certain amount i love my people from a very far distance and i find with tech when i'm getting into those moments of oh i'm not i'm getting overwhelmed i can still be very social so i can be on you know social media talking to people thousands of miles away or even to my family members and you know it helps me stay grounded but it doesn't then stifle my creep my 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 mind to the point where I'm now dealing with other people's stresses. And I feel like with with being a creative, that's really important. That you have to keep your mental health always on a good side. Because you can very easily flip to the other side. Have you ever found that, you know, you've 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 used up all your 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 reserve tank? And now you're not even creative. Definitely. Definitely. Many times. Well, speaking of that, um, yeah, I've, because I'm such a caring, helpful person. 
who who's a cancer and I don't like talking about my feelings. I prefer dealing it by myself. Mm-hmm. So I find I'm helping my friends deal with their emotions more than I help myself in a way. And I just sometimes burnt out. And yeah, it, it happens. And um, I don't know, I think uni also has a lot to do with it in the way the whole system is set up. Because after I left uni, I didn't want to do anything to do with fashion. Mm-hmm. Just I just wanted to break. So it's really weird. And, and now I am in like, I don't know, it's not a creative block. I have plenty of creative ideas. It's just, I don't know whether it's tech making me procrastinate. Mm-hmm. That's such a big thing. You know, like just being like on TikTok scrolling that just makes you like look all these funny things and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, at one point, uh, one side is that you are connected more with the world, mm-hmm. you see more, you understand more. But the other side is like, it triggers like depression and like creativity block because you see these people doing things and you're like, oh my gosh, I can do that, but you don't do that. And like, I don't know, I've been sort of struggling with it. Hence, I just started doing decor because I just like it. I love it. It makes me feel good. Yeah. And I think your creative environment is so important mm-hmm. um, to create because I had such a cluttered room. There was so many like memories from my previous relationship or like things and stuff. Now it's white, minimal. Mm-hmm. And it, it just makes you wake up and just like feel okay instead of being bombarded with all these like visuals straight up straight away mm-hmm. it's like i think the environment is so important mm-hmm. 100% yeah. yeah you are you are you are what you eat but you're also you are what where you live you know if you're in a very toxic environment 100% you, you're most likely going to be a toxic you know individual in your own right so you kind of have to create a haven and it's very important yes. for, not just creators but for just human beings in general to just have a space where it is pure and it's and it has plants <laughs> but that's, that's just yeah because i'm obsessed with plants right now i'm sitting next to a beautiful plant from amazon race for rainforest and um its leaves move up and down yeah oh, it's beautiful um but i have to say uh, negative toxic environments are not a bad thing though because it pushes people to do things. It pushes people to realize things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, let's say, for example, a rich kid having everything they want. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to please them. Like, what, where's the struggle? The struggle sort of like levels you. Right. So it's important to have both because if you don't have negativity, it's sort of like you have to feel all of the human emotions in order to feel fulfilled and human and be somewhat down to earth mm-hmm. um, so yes I think it's negativity is important as, as well as positivity but obviously not for long no. if you, you you can get trapped in it and uh, you feel like there's no escape yeah but once you escape and you utilize that negativity for greatness boom gold gold golden exactly you just have to find yeah. a balance i guess so how how have you fared with criticism and critics like how 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 do you deal with all of that like if somebody says oh i don't i don't like what you've done with my house <laughs> how, how would you then go about oh um 
I mean, obviously, I would just change it. I, you know, if you don't like it, cool. But okay, I have a great. Oh, I don't even know if I can t- talk about this. Omit names. Names don't have to be said. It's okay. Okay, so I had this very big client, mm-hmm. and the person responsible for the clothing getting to the client, and mm-hmm. um, she gave me designs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made it basically just pretty much a specifications, mm-hmm. but the client did not like the design. Oh. And yeah, I um, it took almost a year to get paid. I was almost like not gonna be paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know. I don't even know what the point of me saying this. <laughs> Like how did you do so obviously okay so let me just say um let me let me rephrase it with criticism and critics usually in our field of fashion or in any field of creativity be it acting singing you know blogging whatever you do people always yes, say yes. you're criticized badly people you're failing you're a failure and a lot of people can't take criticism like the minute somebody says i don't like that do that different all of a sudden it's a personal attack and you don't want to do it like, so how how have you have you ever felt like that or ha- or have you always just been a person who's like yeah give me the because i'm gonna build on it i'm gonna be a great person like thank you thank you thank you so I'd, I'd say there's two two sides to it let's say like if a client orders things they don't like it well you ordered this you kind of told me i can change things i can make new things no problem but like um you told me to do this Mm-hmm. And when your idea comes to reality and you're like, mm, it's not exactly my fault. Mm-hmm. If if um, I am there sending pictures all along the way. But if it's me creating fully the stuff, let's say, for a client and they say they don't like it, I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. So I would take the blame and I would either remake things or just, you know, let it go. Mm-hmm. But if it's me personally just making things, creating my head and somebody says, oh, I don't like what you're thinking, what you're designing. To me, it doesn't matter because your ideology clearly does not match mine. Yeah. And my level of energy and vibing does not match yours. And it's okay for you not to like something I created because like most likely like we're not friends. I don't really know you and I don't really care for what you do. Mm-hmm so it, it doesn't affect me right yeah yeah <laughs> it means exactly water off a duck's back is what i say and everybody has to be open to be- okay jinxman soon <laughs> see thank you you understand i always say that people look at me funny and i'm like you don't watch dry grace so you don't know <laughs> you don't know so i wasn't a f- I, i'm not a fan of jinx i was a fan on, on drag race but then i was like you know what i'm i'm detox and alaska and yeah um roxy andrews i'm roxy andrews and i'm here to make it clear i'm i'm a fan of them and not yeah. like the whole the whole way um alaska says my it always reminds me of you like all the time i'm like oh my gosh so now I'm like bye all the time to everyone. Bye, li- literally how bye. I say bye to my friends. Bye. bye. <laughs> oh gosh. So if you could have dinner with three people, alive or dead, who would they be and why? 
<laughs> Are you gonna do me like that? Yeah, I'm gonna do you like that. Um, oh my gosh! So obviously, Alexander McQueen. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I. <laughs> okay, so off off the top of my head, obviously, without thinking, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Alexander McQueen, John Galliano, and the third, Lady Gaga. There you go. Oh. Well, like, I can see the connection there, though. Like Gaga McQueen oh. and Gali, like she's always worked with that, and they and they're very much out of the box. Especially Galliano when he did his return to work collection. That was like for um, Majela. That was like, oh my gosh. Okay, so you didn't come to play. You came to slay. Cool. Let's do Literally. this. Literally. Let's do this. Like, okay, Majela's getting good, kind of boring. About time somebody shook things up. So I can, yeah, I can see the connections. I'm not mad at that. Okay. Yeah, but um, if I really were to think about maybe somebody who really understands what is going on. Uh huh like what is well, you know what's this what's going on what's what's why why are we in this like body mm-hmm. you know what's you know also understanding the human behavior mm-hmm. like society things just somebody that you could that i could really learn from in regards of like the bigger things mm-hmm. and sort of the ideology and sort of maybe even like guide me or something but i i, I love re- um taking in information new information like human behavior psychology blah 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 but that makes me more like empath empathic empathetic towards yeah. empathetic towards people and um that, may, that i don't know it's 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 a blessing in the car so i don't know so it's like you know, yeah. designers and, and Gaga and all that fun, like, are some things or, like, some really, truly something deep things or, like, you know, like, maybe Elon Musk, he has, like, some weird ideology. I'm mm-hmm. sure maybe that we're in a simulation and I would like to know where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, so I'd have to really think about oh, it. Yeah. If it was actually up for... um. <laughs> like you know, a lot of people yeah always just like oh that's an easy question but when you sit down and you really think about it and you're like okay so if I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna talk to somebody that's alive or that's dead I really want to learn something from these people I just don't want to just be like oh my god I had dinner with this person it's like I had dinner with this person and we I learned a lot so yeah and even with the three that you've just said you would get quite a bit of of knowledge out of them. I mean, def- definitely. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Right. But how long is the dinner? <laughs> how, long, how long are we talking? Because I would need like okay, maybe like, like, like a week? Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, I don't know, dinner is Isabella Blow's house type situation. It's basically you're there for life. Like, it's... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bye. I'm out. <laughs> Just give me the three people. I'm out. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> So, I think that's all sort of matters in life. You yeah. just there with the people that you love, and then you can talk, and you just create a haven for yourself. But I would like to um, sort of touch more people mm-hmm. than just my close friend group. I would like to, you know, affect the world in a way, or even like a tiny bit, or like a bit more. I don't know. I want, I want something bigger mm-hmm. to accomplish with my um, life. Yeah, I guess. So with that, um, 
what would your legacy be if let's say the world like science has totally failed us and you know the world the world's ending and the only thing that's really left behind are books of what people of who people were what would the title be for your book and what would the blurb be i'm roxy andrews i'm kidding i'm kidding um i i i don't know just you're still figuring it out it's like a lost boy trying to figure things out yeah. in a creative fashionable way your pizza pan um i've never read the book oh <laughs> no uh, well the original story of peter pan is actually quite dark really and truly but like obviously disney took it over and i adapted it and all that business but the whole premise okay a boy doesn't want to grow up and like runs away i guess and winds up in this magical place where he stays young forever and he befriends yeah, a oh my gosh me i want that yeah he befriends a fairy called tinkerbell and little by little he kind of oh get my. grabs this group of people who he ends up calling lost boys and um with these lost boys they play and they have fun and they run around and then obviously there's the one adult hook who's always trying to bring them back to reality but peter does not allow that so the lost boys are forever happy and in a free state because of peter pan so you're peter pan oh. yeah you are so that's where tinkerbell is from <laughs> that's where tinkerbell is from <laughs> Yeah. things are not permanent. <laughs> And um, you know, don't be afraid to stab a bitch if you need to stab a bitch. <laughs> oh yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Sometimes you just have to like, you know, bitch that someone. Listen, I mean, back in Lithuania and them times. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no, cuz like I had a super rough time and yeah. I wish I like did some shit like oh <laughs> like now yeah oh my gosh i would literally strangle people oh wow but like that, that means i wouldn't like be me how i am right now <laughs> shy emotional person so i would be like standing up but yeah like things are not permanent i think i think that's a great advice for anybody yeah even like talking about drag race a lot of people say like you know things will change things get better uh-huh. 100%. And in the moments like when especially when you're young it just it, when you're young it just feels like that's going to be forever it's just it like yeah what's going on and same with now like even now I'm 25 I'm in this like weird headspace uh-huh. but I know that it's not going to be forever yeah 100% so, I mean 25 yeah. you know there's ages where everything is kind of random like 14 is a random age cuz you've just had that oh high gosh. of being of turning 13 and you're now in your teenager but 14 is one of those random ages where you're not you're not like a 14 but you are 
and then 19 that's another weird in between age 25 whether you're male or female i don't care what nobody says that is a very for me personally and i'll speak for my own personal experience 25 was one of the worst years of my life i was all over the place i didn't know whether i was up or down i was so confused and yeah and you're so right nothing is forever because now i look back and yeah it's only like what two three years ago and i'm like girl <laughs> i wish i had those I right? wish I had those problems because right now i'm looking at the barrel of 28 and i'm like shit 30 soon i have to have at least something you know so you yeah. know like nothing is permanent and everything does get better and you look back in the past and you're like why was i crying at that situation like it really wasn't yeah. that deep so yeah and you're an amazing person uh, amazing things will always happen for you anyway either way david so thank you um talking about age mm-hmm. as i'm growing older i don't know if you think this i think everybody's all over the place at any age oh yeah Especially now, in the way we've been brought up, because like if I look at my parents, my parents have their sh- shit together. Mm-hmm. They know how to live. They know how to do things. Like literally, like the way we people grow up in London mm-hmm. in such a urban environment, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're gonna go to the forest. Go on, tell me what you can eat, what mushrooms you can eat. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me how to fish. Tell me how to do. Th- tell me how to live. Like, yeah. you would you wouldn't survive, girl. My parents can do literally anything. Yeah, build a house, do a house. Mm-hmm. Like, food survival mode. Like, uh, they've been through like war and stuff. Like, hundred percent. So people now, I. Especially here, they're all over the place. Oh, yeah. 30, 35, 40, you know, they're all like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna get drunk and like have a party because they're still all over the place. Yeah. Unless they get their like, their shit together and they're like, I've got a career now, I'm doing all these things. But I feel like people don't want that anymore. They don't want to just like work their life away for somebody's company. They just wanna like yeah. do their thing and have a blast. <clears throat> because of all the information that's available and all these TikToks and videos. You just wanna do fun things. Yeah. And in itself for me that I find I do I do understand what you're saying. I do find that there's an issue with that that nobody everybody wants to be a CEO and nobody wants to actually do the job that gets you to become a CEO. And everybody like you're right like when I sit back and I actually look at like people like my my parents and my grandparents they had life skills they could hunt like enough they could hunt they could you know, oh my god I can, I can cook okay I can cook and that's about it now tell me to go find like go into the farm and, and actually kill uh, a cow I'm there like wait what Cause in a proper way like so exactly. it bleeds out and like butcher it like in the immaculate way girl start i don't even i'm not gonna kill the cow i'll get you a salad (laughs) exactly at that point i'm choosing to be vegan do you know what i mean like literally same young me and my sister we used to when we lived in africa we used to like um clean out the intestines and then like wash them and and then have them for dinner but now I can tell you right now, if somebody was to like show, like say, do it, I wouldn't know where to start. And that's because in this country, yeah, it's very urban. There's no point for me to be doing all of that because I can just go to the shop and somebody else has done that. And you're right. There is a, there is a, uh, a disconnect between us and the outside world, you know? 
Yes, and I think we are not as true to ourselves as we would be mm-hmm. because we are desensitized to like murdering animals. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's killing our life. It's living. It's thinking. You know, you can see those videos of like the animals coming to get hugs from you, and we're killing them to eat them. Yeah. So it's like if we had to do it ourselves, imagine how many people wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Especially at this. But then again, if we were doing that, we would be raised on that. And we would think it's like normal, okay. but the way we are now, we had to do it. It's just, it's just a clusterfuck exactly. of just stuff. It's, yeah, and like people don't appreciate the farmer. People don't appreciate the amount of work that goes into. They just might. They rather just go to a KFC and just get the easy factory-made chicken, whatever, rather than actually understanding that there is a whole process that goes into rearing the the herd. And, you know, giving it the right kinds of food. It's a circle of life, and nobody is really in touch with that. And there's that disconnect, and it's just—it's a mess. And that's why we've ended up in this whole fuckfest of the pandemic, where we're all realizing, oh shit, like our healthcare system is actually not well equipped for this stuff. Like, people—we're poor, but we're not poor. The rich are okay. The poor—it's—it's it's a mess. Like, the world is a mess. And I don't know. Yeah, I feel sorry for us. I feel sorry for us and our children. No, it 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 is a mess. It's definitely a mess. And like you, um, saying that people aren't aware of the process. Yeah, there's process of like a farmer. Let's like. I don't know, like organic. There's so many organic. They they just misuse that word now. But like, let's say a farmer raising chickens, and then there are mass freaking factories mm-hmm. killing thousands of animals per day okay. to meet our demands. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, you go to Sainsbury's, a pack of chicken wings of like how many chicken wings? Ten. That's five chickens. But, uh, It's two pounds. Two pounds. If that that if, how does that make sense? Between that. You know, it's like, That'll make no sense. What's happened to the rest of that chicken? What's happened to the feathers to that of that chicken? The the feet, the beak. Because there's there's things that people don't want to eat. I mean, yeah, the yeah, like you know, people eat feet and stuff as well. Like I don't, I don't. It's a weird thing. Just a weird thing. And then like people, people react like, oh my gosh, cow's tongue. Ew, I don't want to eat that. I ate that. We eat that with some mayo on some bread, bro. Like it's still part of the animal. It's still flesh. What guts? You don't want to eat guts. You you still eating skin. Yeah. You eating the meat. Guts is the same thing. Like, like sure, you could say it's a bit more dirty, but still, like the things that go into the flesh of the animal can be dirty too. Exactly. It breathes. Honor the whole thing. I I always say if you're gonna go vegan, because I tried it, it's really hard, and I and I am so like if you're vegan, I commend you because you have to be same hundred percent committed. But at the same time, if you're gonna eat meat, honor the meat, honor it. Like, don't just be one of those people who's just gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna do fast food. Like, no. Like, let's be a little bit more aware because even in with us in fashion, we need to be more aware of the the where we're getting our fabrics, where we're fast fashion because it's very hundred percent. It's very simple to go into the high street and just buy you know something from Primark because you can and it's there. But then at the same time. I- there's a child who's getting paid pennies literally literally, pennies. literally. and you're literally. paying five pounds for that top 
not even a fraction of that top is going to that child like let's you need to wake up to everything and and we're all connected yes we're all different colors yes we're all different sizes but we are all connected and if one thing falls everything else falls like that's what i've learned from this pandemic is if one thing if one thing falls the whole world is just yeah a tumbleweed of just mess <laughs> yeah and it was weird it was scary and even today i went to central london i was walking around i was like oh my gosh i missed this but the energy was not the same like you know just like what before the pandemic i was running to fashion shows having a blast with my friends and now it's like just a whole nother it it has changed mm-hmm. so i i think we are moving towards the right direction yeah. now i think people are realizing as well with the whole black lives matter movement people are you know supporting the right things yeah you know so i think and now like this whole youtube drama stuff like i mean i find it a bit weird like do you know what like every day is something new and i just i'm just oh my god can't can't the human race just take two seconds and just be nice to each other kindness doesn't cost a thing it costs you absolutely nothing to be kind agreed agreed to deal with problems and to raise issues you everybody has to be kind aware and open minded yeah. you can't just corner people into corners and be like you did wrong you're terrible you cancelled go away there's still a human being just like you you've done shit in your life too just because you don't have a huge public image mm-hmm. that everybody's looking at you at everything wrong that you do doesn't mean that you're this a saint like sure there were people that are saints out there mm-hmm. but like yeah just like respect yeah with just understanding just people just love to sort of like go for people it's like the bullying it's like i don't know it's weirdly intertwined within us like mm-hmm. even i pop off sometimes in the morning like mm-hmm. if you bring something to me in the morning and i don't feel it i will be like it's, it's it's just weirdly embedded in us so there's so much trash encoded in us and i don't know tech tech i don't know whether it's a positive and a negative yeah. it enhances the negative thing but also it enhances the positive thing i, uh, I, I don't does. i don't know it really does i'm literally the person who I, when i was speaking to my friend i was like the day that a, a certain group of people got and the ability to text or to um to 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 write a piece like how many characters is it 120 characters in a tweet you can literally make or break somebody with just one box of words and it's like or unfollowing so it's like these days if somebody unfollows you it means way more than you know them never talking to real you. life friends real or life something friends. like it's like like i don't need you go away but like followers like oh my gosh like, i remember talking to a, to a friend who was like this girl had like three million followers or whatever real good influencer mm-hmm. they a company comes to us says sell 26 t-shirts and we'll give you x amount of money she couldn't even sell five so now you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself so what's the point like we've all made such a big deal about like you know followers and all of that this type of thing how how are we now utilizing having these followers definitely distinguished though 
um, by somebody who just is a person wanting the followers and the person who actually works their ass off. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Jess, Jessica Lawrence. Mm-hmm. She works her ass off. She has like, what, I don't know, 40,000 followers, which isn't like 3 million, but like she she works she does things it's not just like her hobby like Mm -hmm. um so you can definitely distinguish and people people definitely utilize their followers Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. um yes there are certain people that don't and you look at them and you're like oh you know you have twenty thousand followers but like what are you doing with your life what's going on you're not like nothing is really happening it's just for show Mm um and also it kind of demotes demotivates other people's creativity tech so mm-hmm. now you go like why am i not getting followers yeah. what's going on like you know but the self-doubt is what will put you down mm-hmm. if you stay strong and you stay true to your vision not trying to be any anyone else people will see the love that you are putting into your product mm-hmm. or a service it will it will go great length but you just need to keep on keep on working towards it whether it takes a year two five you will get somewhere if you keep on like working towards it like you can attract you can manifest things you know the world feels you 100% so it's yeah yeah I mean I, I, I always say like you need to do if you don't love what you're doing there's no point of you doing it do you know what I mean like it's all good and fine to kind of Definitely. get by and do the bare minimum blah 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 blah, blah. that's fine for the now mm-hmm. but if you're gonna say okay I'm gonna do something and you don't put love into it it's never gonna work out and you need to love what you're doing for you to actually see it succeed 100%, 100%. Like it's and they, <laughs> yeah and people will see the love and if you don't feel like doing something right now if you need to take a year two five off do it it's nothing wrong it builds towards you or greatness mm-hmm. I feel like I felt guilty for not doing things mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I realized that me not doing things I was doing other things it's like what like self-healing self self things like it's still a process so like everything is a creative process and um I would say that any job that you have has certain creative things so I think everybody is creative in their own way and it's like everybody has their own creative process it's not like just like artsy people you know that have like mm-hmm. creative process yeah okay so lastly just a quick one favorite word <laughs> oh mm. well yeah. orgasmic Ooh. okay yeah. I think that's my favorite word I'm not gonna lie yeah that's a good word so I used to um I used to call my Tumblr orgasmic couture and just like when I l- really love something, oh my God, that's orgasmic. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the best moment, isn't it? In any human mm-hmm. life, like that moment of pure bliss. You're like, ha. Huh. And euphoria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That doesn't necessarily have to come from sex. No. It can be achieved in okay. various ways. A good ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I had such an amazing ice cream yesterday, girl. Hotel chocolate, strawberries and cream ice cream. It tasted like strawberries, girl. And the, really? the outside was like milk 
creamy chocolate. Oh, that's so good. You that's, need to try it. That sounds delicious. Hotel Chocolat does some good stuff, though. I remember my, my sister used to buy some chocolate for my mum because they do some diabetic chocolate. And it doesn't mm. taste nasty. You know, like how sometimes non-chocolate chocolate kind of tastes bitter and artificial. Their stuff is yeah. artificial. It's, they, they get the balance right. For the listeners, yeah. For the listeners, um, plug yourself. Plug your your Instagram. You said you do you still have Tumblr. Like, let them know where to find you. Um. So my business account on Instagram is asmutis.co.uk. That's a s m u t i s. Co.uk. That's my website. My personal account is sixty nine cloud. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, my Tumblr is connected to my website. Again, it's asmutis.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you love Tumblr and you love like pinky purpley, high fashion couture, orgasmic moments, come to my Tumblr. You will love it. List my Tumblr is my favorite Tumblr. I'm not gonna lie. Like my Tumblr is epic. Yeah, epic. Yeah, it's so good. It was it's so good. It fed fed me so many incredible visuals inspiration things mm-hmm. um yeah awesome 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 well it's been amazing talking to you thank you for doing this. yeah um I'll- it, it really was amazing i'm not gonna lie we could like talk forever we really could. We kind of, like, jump from like a topic to topic to topic to topic i was like oh we're just literally going for it like, <laughs> no, literally at like, you for hours 100% happy back on because I'll probably have you back on way more times than you'll be comfortable with. <laughs> oh my god, I'm here. I'm here for it. I really enjoy talking to you. No, it's been great. And like I you said, know, that's why we're that's why we're good friends, you know. Like we can talk. Exactly. And those are the best kinds of friends. The ones that you can just Agreed. chat with. Just have a nice, calm conversation. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this feels like just like a regular conversation that we have, but you're gonna post it? What? I know, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> But no, thank you so much again. And yeah, have a great no, rest of the night. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you too. All right then. Um, lovely talking to you. Thank you, thank you. Loads of love. Loads of love. Bye. 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 <laughs>